Welcome back to another installment of the most popular priest podcast in Payne County, <laughs> the Pastors of Pain. Well, when you put it that way. I know. Father Kerry Wakulich, uh, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center at the corner of Miller and Knobloch, also known as during the football season, Mayhem. Mayhem a on people. <laughs> a lot of people over there. Yes, uh, it was hundreds of people coming through the churches. Uh, Mostly did. just to use your bathroom. No, no, no. Not a lot of people use the bathroom. That's because you have a sign-up that says, no public restrooms. <laughs> yes, that is that is exactly right. It, it it happened. It happens that we have 1965 plumbing. You should put up a sign that says, uh, you may use the bathroom if you spend five minutes with our Lord in the church. Ooh. Or like in Europe where they put euros. Like you have to pay a little. Oh, you could make... Could build a new building. Uh, I would. <laughs> I doubt that <laughs> we could fix our plumbing. Afterwards. I mean, sometimes people really need to go to the bathroom. The porta potties are awesome out there. I mean, haven't you? When you like really need to go, wouldn't you pay five bucks? I have paid five dollars in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might be missing out on a potential revenue stream. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'm here with my sidekick, uh, my amigo, uh, the other pastor of Payne County, Father Brian O'Brien. Hello. Tell them what they won. Well, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's October. It's glorious. Uh, the weather is wonderful. We, uh, here in Payne County, uh, we have a new, a new living, a new living dynamic. Oh, yeah. We just this week moved into our new uh, rectory, which we're calling the St. Joseph Priest Residence. So it's me and uh, Father Kerry and Father uh-huh. Robert Duck, uh, the St. Francis Xavier Associate Pastor. And then we're having all kinds of guests in town. We've had a number of priests coming through to help out at St. John's, to do vocation work. And, That's right. And Father, now we've got Father a house. Pine? Father Pine from Pines with Aquinas? Now we've got a place to, to put them. Anyway, it's been good. It's been real good. Uh, but we're looking ahead to uh, this upcoming week. Don't forget, Holy Day of Obligation. On November the first, the solemnity saints. of all saints. So make that a priority uh, for Friday. Although we're also doing uh, we're doing a vigil mass on uh, Halloween night. Um, so basically, if you don't want to uh, have any kids come to your house, then uh, shut, to mass. shut your lights off and come to mass. <laughs> uh, we just saved you. Basically, any money you would have spent on candy, you should put in the collection. That would be super helpful. All Holy's Eve. That's right. So That's anyway, right. check out your local, wherever you live, check out your local church and make sure you're uh, you're going to Mass. And then on Saturday, November the 2nd, is not souls. a holy day, but it's All Souls. So we're going to have, we'll have Mass at uh, 9 o'clock. Bilingual. Bilingual really? Mass, yeah. We do bilingual Mass only when the opportunity doesn't present itself to offer a separate Spanish Mass. Spanish or a separate English Mass. Or a separate English Mass, as the, the case may be. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so make that a priority, please. Mm-hmm. And then November is the month where we we pray for those who have died. and So be thinking about that. And also uh, imitate the saints. All, All saints. All saints. Month. That's right. A lot Find of great, your patron saints. A lot saint. of great saints. We get to name uh, the rooms in the rectory after Yeah, saints. we're doing a little, a fun little thing. Uh, so there's six, we have six bedrooms in the in our new uh, rectory, and we're naming them all after um, awesome mm-hmm. saints. And so the what we're doing is each of us, uh, whoever lives in the room, gets to name it. So I'm naming my room St. Damien of Molokai, who's my favorite saint. Uh, did you figure yours out? Yeah. Yes. 
What sure. is your what's your room called? Saint Andre Bassett. Oh, get out. Yeah, Saint Andre Bassett is my great great grandfather's first Don't cousin. Don't brag about saints I in your know. family. In the gene pool. It's probably Yes. Well. It's a, it's my mother's side, the Marcotte, oh, yeah. Bombardier, yeah. Bassett, all that. French nice. uh, French Catholics. And then Father Roberts, uh, it was a saint I had not heard of before, uh, which I don't... I'm, Who? I, Who's the saint? It, he, like, hid uh, priests during the, uh, like... The, the English? F- in, yeah, when, during, yeah, when the English were going after priests and... Oh, yeah. He, like, hid them so they wouldn't get killed. Oh, yeah, those Jesuit priests... Nicholas? St. Nicholas something? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, the Jesuit we'll priests would to be returning back we'll from back seminary to, to England, yeah, from from Rome or exactly. Belgium, and exactly. we get caught at the harbor. And so then we got to figure out the other three rooms. We should, I don't know, we could have a contest or something. Okay, but we got to do that. Let's do that by next week. How about John Paul II? We, need we could John do Paul a John Paul II. Let's say John, Paul. and then yeah. we had, can we d- decor it? Open start- wide the doors. That was a little a little John Paul II humor. Ooh, I, it's a bedroom, but you open wide the doors. See, get it? It's oh. hilarious. Open wide the doors to Christ. That was what, like about, his famous what about a room that every uh, when you wake up in the morning, the words "Be not afraid" or are just constantly coming out of the alarm clock. Ooh. Be not afraid. We should have put speakers in all the rooms. We can put alarm. We can hide alarm clocks. One of my favorite <laughs> things to do with old cell phones is to like when you get the old brick ones. They're hard to find now, but you could like put people's uh, put them in people's rooms and set little alarms. And then just like pitch them in the closet. That's not very nice. I know it was a great practical joke. Not very joke. charitable. Oh, it is super charitable. Well, we thank you uh, for listening. Uh, whether you're on the podcast, most people listen via the podcast. But then we got people who listen on the radio, either on uh, P ninety four point three here in Stillwater or on statewide Oklahoma Catholic Radio Wednesdays at three thirty. It's all those. Moms and dads picking their kids up at school. I know a lot of people that listen via radio. I've met a number yeah. of no, there's, uh, number yeah, there's of people a number. here in Payne County who say, hey, I listened on the way to church, or I heard it this morning. I listened to it as my penance, stuff like that. We should that. start doing that. Uh, people yeah. down in uh, – I met some – did I tell you I had lunch with some some of our fans the other day? Yeah, we, no. have, we, have, a, we have fan clubs. Oh, we have well, a little fan club down in Edmond, and they listen to it. I saw the Kayla radio. Cuba's mom. She's she's all she's super into it. Mm. Yeah, and of course my parents. Oh, they live in Texas too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's getting around. And your parents. It's, my parents. My dad listens all the. He my dad has comments every time. I don't think hey, my bro, parents I like have the, ever listened. I really like the show. Uh, I have a question, and he'll like follow up with a question or <laughs> have some. Interesting thing. Okay, speaking of family, um, how many how many brothers and sisters do you have? Older brother, older sister. You're the youngest. Uh huh. Oh, of course I am. It's so sad. Uh huh. Um, I have uh, four brothers and sisters. Two brothers, two sisters. All older. I'm also the youngest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it begs the question: What we thought we we would uh, get into today is a kind of a in one way kind of a minor topic. But it's one that just kind of rears its ugly head uh, f- frequently. Um, so this is not, uh, you know, that we have this issue uh, in the world now of like just people who don't believe anything. That we call them <laughs> the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. They, they don't believe anything. This is not a show for the nuns. This is a little insider baseball. Really? And it's a major difference, not a, and not even a major difference, but a difference between what we believe as Catholics and what many of our Protestant brothers and sisters believe. 
And the question is, Father Kerry, simple yes or no, and then we'll just end the show 20 minutes early. <laughs> Dead airtime. Uh, no. Um, the question is, did Jesus have brothers and sisters? You want a drum roll? Yes or no? Yes or no? And then we'll He cut. did not have brothers and sisters. So you're saying no. I'm saying no. Okay. Okay. Now, am I adding to that to saying you that, may add that, you the, may add. that the Bible the Bible is wrong when it says Jesus has brothers and what? sisters? Did you, just say, did you just say the Bible's wrong? Yes. Oh dear. Well, no, I didn't say the Bible is wrong. Heretic. But by saying he did not have brothers and sisters, am I saying that the scriptures from uh, Matthew's gospel? It's a confusing. Yes. So it's a confusing point because there are there are scriptures. Well, it's not a confusing point if you read it in Greek. Or you understand the culture. Let's assume I'm not reading it in Greek, as Uh-oh. most most people do not know Greek, uh, and nor read the scriptures in yeah. Greek. So give us give us okay. the so what's I, the what's I the deal? My, I have my Greek English. Uh, oh, look at you! you I know do. I brought I brought it with me, and I wow. so I went to the lexicons and started like mining this because you know from our groupies in Edmond they said hey can you uh, father we actually they're women so they're not they don't sound like dudes but now they do uh, <laughs> they said like did Jesus have brothers and sisters help us to understand this we don't really we don't really know how to answer that question uh, because when it talks about Elizabeth it talks about Sometimes it's referred to as Mary's cousin. Oh. So how is it brothers and sisters and cousins and how is this whole family structure woven together? So I I went and I dug through uh, the Greek and uh, to get the kind of two worlds of words here. Enlighten us. Okay. So we, we know the word Adelphos. Adelphos is brothers and sisters. Like we got Philadelphia, the, Ooh, city, the city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. Okay. We got Adelphos. And so when it... Uh, when it talks about Jesus and uh, Jesus's brothers and sisters in Matthew's gospel, it says, Jesus, your, your mother, your brothers and sisters are here. And he says, what does he say in response? That the, these are my mother and my brother and my sister, those who listen to the word of God. Those who and, do the will. Yeah, yeah, and do the will of God. The That's the same thing. You know, it occurs. Um, and so that word uh, Adelphos is there. And it literally means brothers and sisters, but it's actually in the masculine form, plural masculine form, Adelpho. So we translate from that the feminine sisters, but we also have to look at it like what it means. Like the, this is the, also the word for your cousins, as we'll uh, look at in, in English I've as well. heard it described as the, it's a, a Trent Horn who works for Catholic Answers. He said that the word is, it's an elastic word. Mm-hmm. It, it, it stretches to have multiple meanings. So it can, it can mean like brothers and sisters. Correct. But in the ancient world and still today, it has, it has a more elastic Meaning, Go, anyway, like going. we have the word, uh, the word in Spanish that you know, it's a really interesting word that's elastic like that. The word primos, yeah, or compadres, yeah. Primos they, are a cousin, strictly. Yeah. So when I moved to St. Thomas More in East Tulsa, people would say, "Ah, oh, that's mi, mi compadre. That's my compadre. That's my primo." And you're like, "Whoa, you relate? Like who? Oh, like, yeah, you can, yeah. And, like who are you related to?" And they're like, "Well, it's not. It's more like we're this like family." Like we're yeah, friends. We, he grew up in the house next door. Yeah, he's my primo. He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Me, me primo. Well, me not in the, yeah, not in the strict. Me padrino. Sense. Like yes. in the 
in the Spanish world, you use uh, padrino to get this whole world connected. Father Mike Knight wrote his doctoral thesis in canon law on this, of what is a, a padrino in uh, the Spanish world and how it influenced the rest of the Spanish-speaking worlds and even like places like Portugal and the Philippines of these interrelatedness of your family that even though you're not of the same bloodline, you can consider yourselves this. And so that's why when we translate this and we go back to the, like the church fathers, the, you know, the church fathers talk about the ever Virgin Mary, the Holy Theotokos and ever Virgin Mary, as it says in the right. So if you're ever Virgin, so, so some people would say that Mary was a Virgin up until the birth of Jesus, but then afterwards was not, or could not have been. We we would say no, not true. Mary, that Mary was a virgin for her entire life, ever virgin, right? And, and forever. That, and and in our culture right now, that's kind of like the like uh, lots of sexual emotions going on. We say, oh, well, someone could never be celibate. Well, when you go back to the uh, first first century BC into the first century AD, that, that the time frame, there's a group of people called the Essians or Essians who were groups of people that actually lived lives of celibacy, even though they were married, lived lives of celibacy, celibacy waiting in great anticipation of, of the coming of the Messiah. So they believed that the Messiah was showing, showing up real, 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 real soon. Yep. Those we call the Dead Sea people. Uh, some would consider John the Baptist an Essian or an Essian. And so celibacy was common in, the, in those, those uh, one century B.C., Well, and even St. Paul talks about, yeah, that some, are, some people are born that way. Some people become, and he's, he says, eunuchs for the kingdom. Right. Yeah. That's what priestly celibacy is about, eunuchs right. for the kingdom. Yeah. So could Joseph and Mary have both been celibates and been married? Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I saw there was a, 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 there's a, there's a passage in the book of Genesis talking about Abraham and his nephew Lot. Oh, yeah. Lot famous for the, the, pill, the pillar of salt. And, anyway, but it, 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 so Abraham is Lot's uncle. But the, the, the scripture uses, it uses that same Adelphos uh-huh. to describe the relationship between an uncle and a nephew. It uses that word that elsewhere is translated brothers and sisters. So it does. It has that elastic meaning, um, which lends itself to the Catholic uh, understanding of Jesus not having brothers and sisters. Right. Yeah. And, and the, it's a, so the answer to the other part was, what about Elizabeth? Uh, when Mary meets Elizabeth and comes to Elizabeth's house, they talk about uh, kinsfolk or cousin, mm-hmm. which is, in, in Greek, it's sungenos. Sungenos, which is, genos is like your family. It can even mean your bloodline. It can mean your own countrymen or women. It has a lot of words there, uh, genos. Uh, so th- these people, they belong to each other. And so, uh, so we have two different words being used there. We have Adelphos and Sungenos, one for Elizabeth and Mary, that they are kinsfolk of the same bloodline, of the same race. Mm. And then we have Adelphos, which is brothers and sisters, but there's no word for cousins. 
uh, in that because it's all lumped in the same thing, just like primo and compadre in uh, Spanish. I think one of the best arguments is uh, at the at the cross. Um, so Jesus, as as Jesus is dying on the cross, and he mm-hmm. says those famous words, he has Mary, and then John is there, and John is not related to him. Nowhere does the scripture oh, right. say that John, the apostle John, is related to him. It was his beloved disciple, but not uh-huh. not a blood relation. So Jesus is on the cross and says to Mary, you know, woman, behold your son. And then says to the Apostle John, son, behold your mother. Um, the importance of family still today, but especially in the time of, of Jesus, um, those, those family bonds were, were sacred, more so, than, more so than even today. So it's, if, Jesus has, if Jesus had brothers and sisters... Why is why is he entrusting oh, yeah. his mother to not his blood relation, but to one of his disciples? <laughs> I can see your mom, Marty. <laughs> is that a good interpretation of your de- mom? That's decent. That's decent. Marty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm causing my as I'm interpreting your mother's voice. Oh no no no! Sorry. She's not that high pitched. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Anytime Father Carey uh, imitates uh, a female, she sounds super high-pitched. <laughs> I get it from Mrs. O'Brien. Okay, could it be possible uh, some of some of the uh, some of our Orthodox brothers and sisters they they have a tradition where uh, th- these folks could be Jesus's like half siblings that Joseph had. Joseph was previously married, had children, and were widowed, and and then was and was widowed. That his oh. wife died. Sure. Not, so nothing to refute that. <laughs> the, um, but they would not be Mary's children. Right. I mean, that, I think it's, that's a possible interpretation. I've heard yeah. that over. I just the thought years. that was. I read that and I thought that was kind of that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I told you the other day about that piece of art. That I saw in Hennessy at Saint uh, at the church in Hennessy. I think it's Saint Joseph Catholic Church in Hennessy, or it's Holy Family in Hennessy, or it's Holy Trinity in Hennessy. I'm just thinking off the There's cuff. There's a right. church in Hennessy. There's a Catholic church in Hennessy, and it has this awesome painting from this Spanish artist from the 16, 1500s. And this is a copy of it made in the 20s. So if you're ever out in Hennessy, stop by the church, Catholic church there and see it. But St. Joseph in the, in the painting is probably 25 to 30 years old, and Jesus is five years old. Usually Joseph is depicted like way old. Yeah, and, and one, of the, one of the things I, I love about that piece of art is that when you think of St. Joseph, some people depict him as this old man, kind of like paintings of God. God the Father is just this old man. How would Joseph had made that trip between... Israel oh, goodness. in Egypt, Egypt yeah. and also been like teaching Jesus how to be a tectone, a stone worker. How would, it, how would all that take in place if Joseph was, you know, like a 65-year-old guy as is depicted with solid white hair? It would have been tough. And, and so I, I like the idea that St. Joseph, the salvation of the world, is entrusted to a 25-year-old guy to keeping this holy family alive. So there, there, are, there is. Even I would say that even um, some of the, to stay along the lines of the uh, the Orthodox and the Easterns is the the image on the Blessed Virgin Mary. Whenever you see Mary, you there's this um, the, in, in the painting. There's these three stars. 
And the three stars are on each of the shoulders and on her forehead. Yep, yep, seen that. And each of the stars is to represent her virginity, that she was a virgin before, during, and after. Oh, I didn't know Yeah, that. that's why that art is oh. there. It's, you know, art is meant to teach us things, right. to teach us some theology. Wow. And so before, during, and after uh, the birth of Jesus, she remained a virgin. And so that's why it's called. she's called the Holy Theotokos, Tho- Holy Theotokos and Ever-Virgin Mary. So when, one thing I read uh, as we were getting ready for, for the show, there was this, so fourth century, St. Jerome. So if you don't know, St. Jerome, one of the, the great uh, scripture mm-hmm. scholar, his famous phrase, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Right? Mm. Probably what he's best known for. But anyway, St. Saint, Saint, uh, Saint Jerome did a lot of translating. and Anyway, so there was this guy, this is the year 380, a guy named uh, El- Helvidius. Helvidius oh. suggested that... G- that Joseph and Mary had that Jesus was their firstborn, but then they had other children after. And this is what Saint Jerome said. You ready? Lo- you ready? I'm buckling up. Buckle up, Payne County. Saint Jerome said this. He said, "This uh, is a novel, wicked, <laughs> and daring affront to the faith of the whole world." A novel. Wicked, wicked, and daring. daring affront to the faith of the whole world. Okay, why would he say that? To say, well, because the the the, the from out of scripture and into the early church, and the, of course the scriptures came from the early church, but th- there was the the belief was uh, and remains that Mary was uh, ever virgin. Well, how does it change our salvation or our daily prayer life to to think that Mary would have had children, other kids? Well, it I'm goes. Just, I'm to, just begging the question. Yeah, no, no, no. We've it goes to. It goes to when we talk about Mary um, as as sinless. When we talk about uh, Mary as as ever virgin, uh, it's 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 central to 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 what we believe about her, and then every belief about Mary ultimately is leading us to the Lord, um, and it holds it holds virginity in in the highest of esteem. Uh, and, and we could use a lot more of that in our, in our world today on your college campus and in my parish. And, uh, so that virgi- the virginity of Mary, as you said, kind of before, during, after, um, is important. It's very important. Okay. Huh. So there. I, I, I really like this idea of talking about this brothers and sisters I think what, you know, I was asking, you know, kind of begging the question there, but it also opens us up to a bunch of stuff that we would not even think about. So if we just say Mary had other kids, then we stop right there and don't do the etymology of the words. We don't ask questions about the culture. We don't expand our theological horizon of it. We just stay in this limited, oh, yeah, Mary, uh, Mary had other kids. Huh. Yeah, but but why? Like in God's plan, why? Like why? Why, well, I, I, why would so, she? So the, the, there's always in the in the church fathers, they're always looking to like the eschaton. What does the end look like? And when the way we talk about the end is what this spotless bride without blemish, blemish, without yeah. wrinkle, without stain. And so w- w- the way we look at, at heaven, uh, if you go to the book of Revelation, you know, all the way to the, to the back of the end of the Bible, if you've, ne- if you've never read the book of Revelation, Do it. You, you should read it. And if you're scared of it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of this thing. 
Don't be. Is that my, were you imitating my mom again just then? <laughs> but the, as you get to the end of the book of Revelation, uh, as you get to the latter chapters in the 20s, you see the, especially 21, you see the new heavens and the new earth. You see this, uh, this bride being um, brought to the Father, the Son bringing his bride to the, to the Father. Uh, and what is this, this bride? Is, what we just said, is spotless without blemish. And that is what we're looking forward to. But also, Mary is that woman who sets before us that that is what the new kingdom is going to look like. Yeah, it's Free all of sort sin. of future-oriented. Future uh-huh. um, this life, the life on this earth, is oriented towards that which is to come. And Mary, that, so I mean, it's true for us, but but especially true for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah, I would say also spiritually, it's when uh, you know when you have one child, and you don't have more children, your whole life and your whole dedication is towards that child. It's towards yeah. that one. Oh yeah. Uh, and so Mary teaches us by her single childness that she only has one son. That this is what the the way our lives should be. We should be oriented to just f- putting our eyes on our Savior, as she says at the wedding feast of Cana. Do whatever He do tells whatever you. He tells whatever He tells. Do whatever He tells you to do. And so Mary teaches us this 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 beautiful lesson uh, of of s- s- keeping our eyes on Jesus. Yeah, making Him our our one love and being our total the total gift of self. Which includes sexuality. Mm. Amazing. Whoa. Yeah. I, whoa. Okay. Uh, wait. I never thought about that. I mean, we do that. We say that with with cu- married, engaged couples all the time, right? I mean, the part of marriage is this gift—the gift of yourself to your spouse. Hmm. Now, what does that what does that mean for for Mary? Uh, we we have not rehearsed this part. No, you no, just, not at all. You just said this, and all. I was like, wait, no, 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 not at all. But I mean, that so she, uh, I mean, I think in Mary's case, it, it, her marriage to Joseph was different and should not be, uh, I don't know, put put on the level of, as the norm. Of, yes, right. <laughs> no, it, I mean it was it was different. Her, she was different from the very beginning, right? Mary, we're going to celebrate it in December. Mary immaculately conceived, right? Mary and Jesus were the only two ever to be conceived without sin. So, I mean, she's different from the start. And so that her life, she was kept unblemished the stain from the stain of original sin from her mm-hmm. birth and all the way through. Um, it holds up uh, the beauty of sexuality, but, but especially the beauty of virginity, um, looking towards heaven. So when we, when we get to heaven, um, there's, there's no... I hope I hope everyone's okay with this, but there's not sex in heaven. There's neither marriage nor giving in marriage. Right. As <laughs> I hope everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so I'm, I'm going to take that and I'm going to go back to Saint Joseph again. What does that say about Saint Joseph now? So it says to Saint Joseph that if he is not just some old guy who uh, doesn't have the potentiality to actually have children, well, he's you know just old, and he's a young man in his mid-twenties, 
then that means he has to guard his own chastity. Yes. If Mary is an ever virgin. I love the argument. So what does that teach us about young men today? Oh, gosh, a ton. That's another show. <laughs> but I love the the image of you know the Ark of the Covenant, and so we say Mary Mary is the Ark of the Covenant, the the bear, the bearer of the law, mm-hmm. right? So what would happen in the Old Testament if you touched the Ark of the Covenant? You died. If you weren't a Levite, if you weren't a priest, you died. Yeah. And but, Mary is the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, because in her in her is the so Jesus is the new the new manna from heaven. So wouldn't the Joseph have tread very lightly in in physical touch of Mary, his wife, as the Ark of the New Covenant. Oh, yeah. I mean, to get that Ark of the Covenant, go to Luke's Gospel. Oh, so and as there. Mary is going, it's like the same words as David bringing the Ark so and much there. leaping for joy and mm-hmm. houses, Obademadam. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot there. Ooh, you can break open the world. Right, let me close with this. This is Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 501. Please read for us. Jesus is Mary's only son. But her spiritual motherhood extends to all men whom indeed he came to save. The son whom she brought forth is he whom God placed as the firstborn among many brethren, that is, the faithful, in whose generation and formation she cooperates with a mother's love. Did Jesus have brothers and sisters? No. Spiritual brothers and sisters? Spiritual brothers and sisters? Billions. Family? Yes. So that's all we got to say. Thanks for joining us. It, that's another episode of Pastors oh, of Pain. Man. Tune we'll, in we'll whenever you want week. on your little With radio. some more good stuff. Uh-huh. But we hope everyone has a great week. Don't forget Mass on November 1st. Holy Day of Obligation, All Saints. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>